This episode of Toes on the Line is brought to you by Thorn. Thorn has the most extensive line of NSF certified for sport products. To receive 20% off any Thorn product, simply go to my website, coachgeograssi.com, and become a subscriber. Welcome to the Toes and Light Podcast. I'm your host, Gio Grassi. Today, I'm going out to the Southwest. Is it Southwest? Right? It's not West Coast. Yeah, Southwest. You can consider it Southwest, yeah. I call it Southwest because I've never been out there. Uh, Coach Katie Crawley from Weber State University. Uh, she's got an extensive background working with multiple sports. Um, she grabbed my attention because I found out she interned for a friend of mine, Brian Johnson, who I know pretty well. And uh, I was like, hey, man, I got to get you on the podcast. We're just going to shoot the shit and we're going to talk about some stuff. So. <laughs> Uh, Katie, thanks for coming on. Um, take some time to introduce yourself. Talk about your past and how you got to where you're at now. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me on here. No doubt. Um, my, so my past, like, I feel like I'm a little bit older in this field, but uh, the first dose of strength and conditioning I got professionally was interning for Brian Johnson at University of Arizona with football. And I spent all of 2020 working underneath him as an intern. Um, it was obviously a very interesting year. So I feel like that definitely helped accelerate me a little bit as we did have to take what, two months off because of the pandemic, but I was thrown in very quickly um, into helping out with like a developmental group. And then over like the break of when everything was shut down during the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, I reached out to him and I was like, what can I do to like stay in this? And so he gave me a bunch of things to do, a lot of things to read. And, and then when we came back in June, like, boom, I was thrown back into it. We had a smaller staff. Um, I kind of helped out as one of the coaches since we were down uh, the full five. And we, you know, we had a lot to figure out that summer working outside and what can we do? What cannot we do? And then, Going into the fall, I stayed into the fall semester as well. During, we had five games, I think it was, that the Pac-12 allowed us to have. And that was a huge experience for me. So I got thrown into just like being a coach, essentially, with Power 5 football. And and Coach B was huge for me and taught me so much. And then after that, I was a GA at Southern Utah University. So I was with just football. Uh, This was last year of 2021. Mm-hmm. And I got my master's in sports science. So, um, you know, working with a smaller school with an FCS football program, it definitely taught me a lot as well. Like work within the realms and the resources that you have coming from a bigger school. Oh yeah. But we had a small staff there. So it was a director and then me. So that taught me a lot too. And it was a lot of fun working and traveling with that team. Interesting thing with being in the FCS and Big Sky Conference, we had two seasons last year. So we had the spring football season because they Mm -hmm. canceled the 2020 fall. And then we had our fall 2021 season. Yeah. So it was a very busy year for me last year. Oh, yeah. And then um, there was like no off season. You're you're rolling like season and like a short off season and season again. Pretty much. It was crazy because we got the guys um, second week of January when they came back for the the winter semester. Mm -hmm. And then we had basically four weeks of like camp if you could even call it camp yeah or two we had two weeks training two weeks of camp and then boom like we had mid-february i think it was we had our first game and then we had a five game season that pretty much took us to beginning of april and Mm. then we had a month off and then right back at it in june oh yeah and then had to prepare for the fall and so it was crazy coming off of a season um i think it taught a lot and it was interesting to look at the big sky as a whole as to who did well in that conference that year that year and who didn't and there was it it was super interesting to see just how much the pandemic like affected sports right but then we went into our fall season now i'm up here we were state um i've been here since january and here now i'm with so i have track and field with sprinters jumpers throwers and hurdlers i have women's soccer and i assist with football so I've kind of been, I'm kind of all over the place up here. Nah, no doubt, man. That, that, that's pretty good Um, that you kind of been able, you're, you almost have like my similar story, like you kind of like been able to stay in that one place. I've only coached in New Jersey outside of my internship uh, in college when I went to Del, Del State, um, mm-hmm. but you kind of been in like that one area, which is good. You got family down there too? So 
I'm from Tucson, Arizona. I was born okay. in Hawaii. lived there for a while. Oh, snap. Then, okay. It's like a play yeah, action so, right there. <laughs> I know, right? And then spent, I would say, like my formative years in Southern Arizona. So then interned, okay. obviously, there and got my bachelor's at Arizona State. But then um, about a year ago, my mom left Arizona and now she lives in Hawaii. And my dad left um, a little while ago and he lives in Texas. So I don't, I have just extended family in Arizona at this point. But I'm, I'm a Southwest girl, I guess. There you go. Got And you told me before we started recording the episode, now you're an Eagles fan. How did that happen? Because I, 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 I feel bad for you. So <laughs> just I, don't I don't. I don't feel bad for me at all. I love it. It's been rough, but I love it. Um, so my mom's from what's Philly. What's the story here? Okay, okay. Family from yeah. Philly. Gotcha. So I always joke, like, my mom's from Philly and I'm from my mom. So I just, like, grew up with Philly sports in the house. Like, I'm, I'm all, like, Hockey, baseball, basketball, football, Philly. Yeah, no doubt. So, so. <laughs> I'm going to take, take a few steps back here. So you said you guys got back in June from the pandemic. Up north where I'm at, well, northeast really, uh, New York, New Jersey. You see, we weren't allowed to do a damn thing till like, oh my God, October. Wow. Yeah, we were kind of locked down until, we were locked down until August you know, we got back on campus. We weren't able to do anything inside because we had to get clearance from the state of New York when I was working at Fordham. And it kind of sucked because there's so many buildings in New York for them to want to go come in, look at your HVAC system, look at all this stuff and how your air ventilation is and then clear you for whatever activity you're doing inside. And we were unfortunately like last on the list and we didn't get cleared till like October. We're doing everything outside. You know, we're bringing our bars mm-hmm. outside. We're carrying our dumbbells out there, kettlebells, plates. Gee, I mean, you got to work out just bringing the stuff out. But <laughs> that was like the warm up. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy that you guys got back in June. So talk to me about that. Like pandemic, you guys are shut down for like three or four months and you right back at it. How did you, how did you guys attack it? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I remember getting the te- like we were on spring break and then getting a text like, don't come back. Yeah. And then it was there was a lot of stuff that. Oh, my God. There was a lot of stuff that happened like behind the scenes um, that I wasn't a part of because I was just interning. Mm-hmm. But when we came back in June, it was, it was interesting how we reintroduced everything. We had the guys phase in, in, it was like three phases. If I remember correctly, we would bring back a group of guys and we would have to literally, we set up like 18, I think it was 18 tents in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Oh, and geez. each tent had a rack. Uh, it was like a rack, a bench, barbell, all everything you needed and we were coaching outside on the turf in southern arizona in the middle of the summer and that's how we started it and we try to do a phase where you know at arizona they have the football weight room and then we have an indoor facility that the guys practice at and then we have like the olympic weight room Mm -hmm. so every time we phased in a new group we would have to move one group to the next building so we didn't cross contaminate it was the biggest chess like game you've ever imagined yeah and then eventually got to the point that we didn't even get our freshmen until august i want to say we kept having to push them back and we you know i was in charge of like walk-on freshmen and i was doing like band and med ball workouts with them out on the field so they weren't in contact with like our our scholarship guys or the guys that were there previously it was just crazy and like you're talking about moving everything onto the field like i've I have like PTSD from carrying benches <laughs> from like the weight room, you know, caddy corner, 120 yards across the football field in that stadium. Oh yeah. That's like, not fun. And, oh my, oh my gosh. And I'm, and coach, we could tell you all kinds of stories where we were had carts with like wheels that had the air taken out of it, but we had to load probably like 300 pounds of ke- or more of kettlebells in these carts and push it to the indoor stadium, which was, uh, like 300 yards away from our facility Jeez. up a hill. And like, we were Ooh. just dying. It's uh, carrying trap bars with like weights on it out to another field. It was insane. So anytime I see like, like people moving equipment and like, Oh my God, this is so hard. I was like, you don't know. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, we time, went through. <laughs> it's like, it's time to set up the weight room. You're like, fuck that. Let the kids set everything up when they get in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so exactly what it feels like. So you guys are training outside. How hot does it get in Arizona? And I, I know it gets like over a hundred degrees, but how hot does it get in like June and July relatively to like um, touching a barbell? Well, okay. So we had, like that thing's like, cooking. We had 
intense. So the barbells, and we would store the barbells inside. So we take okay. 19 barbells or 18 barbells out every morning. Um, but they're underneath a tent, so they never were in direct sunlight. Okay, so they never burnt up on you. N- no, um, but we use like beater barbells. We didn't take like the nice ones out there. Okay. Um, so in in Tucson, it'll probably get like 110s average for June. Jeez. Up in like the valley in Phoenix, it'll go 115, 120. Um, but when you're on that like turf field, we I think we had a thermo- thermometer on there. It would be about 120, 125. Uh-huh. I think I melted through like two pairs of shoes oh, just from being on the turf. Um, it was that hot. We would start them at 6 a.m. So we had a group at 6, group at 8, group at 10. Mm-hmm. But by 8 o'clock, it's 90 degrees outside and just gets hotter and hotter. And we were in a stadium too, so there's like no breeze into yeah, it. Yeah, it kind of, kind of boils you in that. You're in like a pot. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but I grew up there, so I'm kind of used to it. Oof. Like I'm, I'm a warm weather baby. Like being in northern Utah has been rough for me like this winter i did nothing but bitch every day because it was so cold <laughs> so I, yeah, I was just about to ask you co- compare the two temperatures because i heard utah's like not like even though states are right there it's not like similar temperature right it can be so it like can be, okay utah's still considered a desert and so southern utah is just as hot and dry as arizona is um it's dry here but northern utah like we have the whole wasatch mountain range and okay with the salt lake like we get a lot of snow and it does get very cold up here mm-hmm. thankfully it's like a dry cold so i'm sure you guys are used to that like wet cold i don't i don't know yeah but no, it, yeah we, we, we i know what you're talking about yep it's funny because yesterday it finally hit like 88 degrees and we had a group of guys out yesterday running at 10 a.m we were we, we were running them and everybody was just like oh my god it's so hot and i was like i don't know what you're talking about this is like perfect weather like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. about 90 degrees to me beautiful like set me up i'll be out here all fucking day that's perfect to me uh, no but doubt. It, it gets really cold and snowy up here and like there was one morning it snowed probably about four inches and i was panicking trying to get to work because i had my soccer girls at 7 a.m and a lot of them are from here and i was telling them i was like girls just be careful driving like i don't want you guys to get hurt and they're like coach we got this. We grew up in this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, right, well, maybe they, it's they, just me. Like put the all wheel drive on and get, and get rolling. Right. <laughs> yeah. They're like coasting like 40 miles an hour down the side road here. And I'm going, I'm the one like in front of my steering wheel at six miles an hour, freaking out from the snow. Hmm. I just, I don't do snow, but <laughs> that's funny. It's so it's funny. Cause with us, at, I'm at Monmouth and we're literally like, I, I want to say maybe eight blocks from the beach. We're literally like right on the Jersey shore. Basically. Yeah. So in the wintertime, the ocean breeze we get is like the biggest curse you can have because that thing slices like razor blades right through you. Oof. But in the summertime, it's the biggest blessing. Like today is hot as hell. Today was like, I don't know, I consider 80 degrees hot as hell. Um, today was pretty hot and humid, but we had that nice breeze coming in. And it's like, oh, that's like God sent right now. You know, it's awesome. But in the wintertime, that thing slices us apart, man. It's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> we, we work through it. So. But yeah, not nah, cool, cool, cool background just being out there. Like I've never been to Arizona, never been to Utah. So it's just, it's fun hearing these things from people like yourself, just growing <laughs> up out there and be like, Hey, this is what we're used to. And I'm like, shoot, that's, that's pretty awesome. 110 degrees. Fuck that. We, we haven't seen that temperature and I don't know how long out here in Jersey, but um, yeah, we're, I mean, we're used to it. Like in it, at Southern Utah, it still is just as hot. And like during fall camp, it's about a hundred degrees outside and yeah, I'm, I'm used to it. Like, it's just, it, I think it feels good. Like it's, it's normal for me. No, no doubt. So let's, let's let's get into it now, man. So you're out there. You got track and field, right? Sprinters, throwers. You got distance too. No, I don't have distance. All right, so just just the horsepower, guys. Yep. Sprinters, throwers, <laughs> um, women's soccer and football. Let's talk about it, man. Like, how, how, like what you got going with track and field? I love track and field. I don't coach them here at Monmouth, but I had them at Fordham, and I just loved it because I mm-hmm. kept telling the kids, "Hey, everything we do in here is a direct reflection of what happens out there." You know, it's like right. the only only sport that you could correlate everything right back onto the track. Yeah. Um, it's been a lot of fun. This is my first time working with them. Okay. uh, Sports like this. And it's, it's been awesome. Um, I've always like seen, especially like throwers. Um, and so being able to work with my throwers has been so cool. Uh, just cause I love like, like you said, horsepower, um, and being able to like program for them and watch them just clean and snatch and squat and do all these really powerful things has been so fun. Um, and I have a young group too. I think I, I, don't, I had one senior, 
So I have a very young group and watching them progress and like learn all this stuff has been super awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I've used tendos with them and that's been really fun. Uh, just with a back squat, especially because we just came off of their season. So okay. I use tendos with them in season just to ju- um, use that as obviously like an auto regulation. And it was nice because I would do it on a day on one of their bigger throwing days where they had a lot of reps. So I was able to just say, Hey, you know, obviously this is based off like what you can do today. Here's the speed I want you to hit. Um, like, give me what you got as far as weight goes. And so it was nice for them to still hit like intense that I wanted them to, but without having to say like, I need you to hit, you know, this certain number. And if you right. saw them like, like hurting or they're like, Hey, like I had a really big throw day or I had a massive throw PR today. They're a little gas. Cause I would get them right after practice. It was nice to still just be able to do that with them. Um, my sprinters and, and jumpers, it was an interesting group. Um, we had an interesting season. We were, we had, a, um, a bit of injuries this season. So that was, that was big to kind of go around. Okay. Um, and just to make sure that I was setting them up for success and we ended up doing really well at outdoor conference this year. And I had my, one of my multis won. Um, and I just sent a hurdler to regionals and she competed yesterday. So it was really good Thought we did some really good things. Um, but that, that's been really, really fun with them. Women's soccer is definitely, that's way different. Um, and that's been really fun too. I just, I love field sports. So okay. working with those girls and that's, I, that's actually my first group of female athletes I've ever worked with. So Women's soccer? Yes. Okay. So that's been really, really interesting and different for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- they're workhorses. Like, yeah. There was a point in the spring where I literally had to stop them and say, hey, take a break, like take a rest in between your sets. Uh-huh. I had my whole thing and they'd knock it out in 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, it's okay to stop for a second and like move on to the next rep. They're, they're just going. Go, they're, they're just go, like, what's, go, what's go, next? go. What's next? Yeah. Yeah. Like you literally almost have to write down their rest times on their program. Otherwise they won't stop for a second. Yeah. Like, it's, it's okay in here to like stop like, yeah. and then keep going. I had, so I had the same, been interesting. I had the same issue, not an issue, but like the same thing when I coached women's volleyball at Fordham, like the, mm-hmm. some girls would, you know, they understood, Hey, this is heavy as hell. I'm going to take my fucking time when I'm done with the set and other girls, yeah. like one of our best players on um, McKenna, she would take like same thing, like 30 minutes workouts over. And I'm like, Ken, you got to take your rest. Like, I'm good. I don't need rest. And I'm like, I listen. And I don't know if it's like a whole thing with like women in general, because women, they, they perceive exercise differently than men, I guess. Mm-hmm. in just a broad spectrum. Um, and I think women just want something that's like, go, 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 go. Give me something. Give me, give me something that gets my heart rate up. Give me something that sweats. Give me something that yeah. just keeps me moving and, and doesn't get me stopping. Cause I think they want to feel good. They want to look good. I don't know if you had that same thing with the soccer girls or what, what do you, what do you think? Do you think it's more of just, well, I like think a body perception right, or? possibly, um, okay. I know their coach demands a lot out of them okay. and they, like they, they're go, go, go a lot of times, like in practice. So oh, it's I like think ingrained it, just, in them. it just translates over to with me, gotcha, but okay. recently, like our spring season, we had an active roster of about 17 girls. So it was a really, really small group of girls. And we had some girls playing 90 minutes. Uh-huh. So they are literally just used to go, 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 like mm-hmm. no stop. And I, I think that's part of it. Um, I, I don't, some of it could be, I think, attributed to like a body image thing. Um, I've had some conversations with some of my girls, but I really, truly believe it's just the way their coaches have like ingrained in, like we have, we have X, Y, Z, A, B, C, one, two, three, we got to get taken care of today in an hour and a half. So we need to go, 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 Hmm. like move from drill to drill. And then they come in to me and I'm like, all right, well, yes, but no, like there's, there's times and places I want you to move and right, I want you to right. rest. Yeah. And so trying to tell them that and like teach them, like it's okay to rest after we just did like really heavy squats or I gave you a bunch of split squats and um, with them too, at least I, I've noticed I, I hammered in a lot of more upper body strength with them. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, go, go, go with it. And I was like, I want you to like, take, just take a second, please. Like I actually want you to, get the most out of like this, especially this upper body stuff. And um, our conference too, they're very physical. 
And so I want to okay. make sure that my girl is on the ball and not the other team. And so yeah. I need my girl to stand up and hold their own. Cause I, I noticed that wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, like I want you stiff arm girls out there. <laughs> but maybe that's just, like, that's a football maybe that's just me and football. Like, wrong football coach, wrong football. I know. <laughs> so have, have you been able like to, to combat that and the kind of, um, I don't want to say buying because it's not the word I'm looking for, but I kind of have like the girls like, okay, yeah, we need to take rest periods here. Um, cause I feel like women in general just recover faster than men because they have estrogen, obviously. And it's like that just is more of a recovery aspect of uh, just, you know, not feeling beat down so much. Like a guy can do a set and be like, shit, man, I need three minutes for my next set. A girl could do a set and be like, I'm good to go in 30 seconds, coach. Like, like what the fuck? Is the weight not heavy enough? Is it like, how have you been able to combat that stuff and like get the girls to just, hey, ease Put, put the brakes on, man. Put the e-brake on for two minutes. I think it was just literally talking to them and okay. just explaining like, hey, um, the way I have my workout set up to like my warm up and then I have like two big blocks and then I have like little like accessories at the end. I told them like, it's hey, cruise through your warm up, you know, get going mm-hmm. your big movements. These are the big movements I want you to do. Please take your time with these. Like, it's okay if you rest, take your time. Some girls I would literally have to say, hey, stop, like chill. Um, but then when they get to the end, I said, cruise through it. So I almost let them still do that at the same time. Okay. Um, and I think that helped a lot. So at the very end where they're doing a little accessory work, I just say, Hey, go, 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 go. Like, don't stop for that. Yeah. So it was a little bit of give and take, but ironically, even my female throwers, they still take forever. Throwers take forever. Throwers are like power was, lifters. Oh my God. <laughs> they There's just, so many. My, it's just, crazy. They'll my pick team, up the yeah. heaviest weight in the damn room. And they're like, I'm chilling for like 10 minutes, coach. Next set. Yes. Hold on. My two, I have two javelin throwers who are notorious. And I look at my watch. I'm like, you have 12 minutes to finish this workout. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh shit. Okay. And then they finished five minutes early and they happened a couple weeks ago. And I was like, you guys finished early. They're like, yeah. I'm like in the four months I've been with you, you have never finished early. Uh-huh. And they were like, well, you know, you really, I don't know. I guess it was time. I'm like, yeah, like we can't be in here for two hours, but I think it was their previous, like their previous throws coach, let them do that. Okay. And, and I'm like, no, that dog don't hunt. Like we got an hour. Like yeah. I can do what I need to do in an hour, but oh, so they're, they're, oh my God, they take forever. <laughs> so their old throws coach was their strength coach. Like, yeah. Them in the weight room. So, okay. Yeah. So they just got a new throws coach, uh, november and then they got me two months later so they've gone through a lot of new coaching um but it's been working so far yeah i think so how's that how's that transition been with you the new coach and just the players in general being like geez we got another coach this year we got a new weight room coach this year like how's that been with the kids it's been good um okay uh, a lot of my track teams they were you know they were excited about it they were looking forward to it um i think my female athletes really like having a female coach Um, my soccer team, they, their previous, um, strength coach had been with them for years. Mm -hmm. So that was a little bit more of a, a buy-in and transition. My track teams, they, they were, they were open arms, ready and excited about it, especially my throws team with a a new throws coach as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so everything was just new for them with football. Um, I was just kind of added to it. Like they, we here, we just have our director and then a GA. And so then he was like, yeah, let's help out with football. I I was all for it. Um, And that's been, the guys are awesome. They've been really receptive to me and um, it, it, it has helped having me there. So it's let, you know, we can do more things. Um, There's just more eyes on the floor. They, the, the guys have really liked it having another coach to go to. Yeah. It, it, so it gives them like another, good. it gives them like another outlet, you know, mm-hmm. like someone yes, else. To, yeah. And, and like, I have like different backgrounds than um, the GA that we have here or my director. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's nice that we all kind of like the three of us come from different walks of life and different experiences. Yeah. So the guys have different, different people to, to come to and learn from. And I think they really like that. Yeah. Now I think he hit it on the head and it does it does show like people with different life experiences connecting with different personalities or people with different walks of life just to mingle with different personalities. Cause not everyone's going to get along with everyone. It's just yeah, like, there's people that I struggle to like, talk to get along with just cause I'm like, man, you, I'm a circle. You're like an oval. Like we just really don't right. connect. You know, I'm not going to say square. Cause that's, you know what it is, but no, no one's a square. No one's a square. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, shoot, like, like, it's all about personalities and like how you connect with yeah. people like that, you know? So it's good that you've been able to, you know, 
have the buy-in from the guys right away and stuff like that's pretty dope but yeah they were pretty receptive the the joke was too is i came from the rival school up here oh did you really so yeah so southern utah now left the conference but that was like the huge rival was southern utah and weber state and so okay so they're not okay so not in the conference no more okay yeah and so everyone was like oh you finally came to the light side you came to the right side (laughs) i was like yeah yeah whatever I was, I was about to say you had all the inside information, all the intel. That's awesome. No, the, the previous school has a whole new coaching staff and, and left the conference, ah, okay, so, so it, it doesn't not, matter anymore. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. No. I, I want, so real quick, with, do you auto-regulate with women's soccer as well or not really? Not really. Um, okay. In a sense, I do. So I, I found with them, it's just been a lot easier for me to I give them percentages, but I say, this is what I want it to feel like. I do mm-hmm. it based off feel for them. And I've found it works really well. And so, because a lot of times they'll, especially in the spring, they came off of practice and they would have a crazy practice the day before and then come to me and this is what I want you to do, but give me your best 85% today. Like, this is what right. I want from you. I feel like you can still elicit 85%, even if you feel like shit or you feel great. Mm-hmm. Like you can, it's, it's all, I believe it's truly all relative. Um, like my, my throwers and my track athletes there, those ones, I, I have more strict rules with them. Um, the only thing I, only time I auto regulate is with the tendos, um, with my throwers, my, my sprinters, I have it pretty cut and dry, but soccer mm-hmm. girls, like I just, their, their loads at practice and how they feel. I go based off how you feel. And, and I'm really kind of old school, I guess, in a sense where I love pencil and paper. I, I okay. find it works well. My girls have been receptive to it. They're used to it. So they have like a physical program and, and of course, like women, very good at writing their stuff down and being organized. Oh yeah. Um, and so they always write their numbers down. So I always know what they're doing and, and, you know, I can go, go up to them, look at their program, see what they've written down and have a conversation with them. Like, okay, you hit this last week ideally i'd like you to do more or if i'm trying to deload them i want them to do less but you know i want it to be relative and i make sure i let them know that and i i'm really kind of a like on the fly kind of coach where you know i had a time where my girls came in they're like coach we like hey we're beat up from practice yesterday and i'm like Mm -hmm. all right let's change this let's do this let's change that give me what you can for these let's take out these reps and let's roll and I, i they've been they've really liked that um I, I don't do well with like, we have to stick to this and I only want this and I want you to hit these numbers. Yeah, I don't yeah. do well with that. That's awesome. I don't, I don't even train like that. Yeah, no. And that, and that's smart. Cause that's like how like the new age strength coach should be like, you should have like yeah. your plan a, which is like your regular plan. And then like a plan B, mm-hmm. C, E, you know, well, skip the letters. C, what, what did I say? B, C, D, E. I don't even know the damn alphabet. Jesus. But like have like your five <laughs> other plans. Cause I do the same stuff with my baseball guys. Like I give my pitchers the option where it's like, Hey, you can sumo deadlift today. You can front squat today, or you can reverse lunge mm-hmm. heavy today. You pick your poison, but on our, on our, um, velocity bands, we, we got push bands on our push bands. We got to stay within the mm-hmm. ranges, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's good that you kind of auto regulate your program outside of just auto regulating the intensity. That's pretty, that's pretty smart. Right. And, and going into like this summer, um, with my soccer girls, I have more definitely like cut and dry things I want to achieve with them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just going to be a lot easier because they don't have practice until August. They'll do player ran stuff, but I'll be able to accomplish a lot more of like what I want to do within yeah. the ranges I, I want to and numbers that I want to without that external, like, you know, what they got going on at practice in the spring. It was, it was battling what they did at practice. And then I would, you know, compliment that, um, but now I finally kind of get to do a little bit more with them this summer, but I was still, I'm going to, you know, tell them it is relative. It is based off how you feel, um, you know, coming off of the run and then lifting again, this is kind of where I want you, but if we mm. have to adjust, we will. And, I, and I'm okay with that. Um, but it was, it was just in the spring. I kind of really let them decide how they wanted to do it. Yeah. How much, um, how much honesty was like inside of them picking their own, their own weights? Were they uh, trying to shortcut you it, sometimes or? It depended on the girl. Um, okay. And so that's where I, like, I 
had to learn my girls really quickly. And I knew which ones were very honest and on Mm. top of it and which ones I would have to push. And I knew, and I could like physically see that they had more in the tank, but um, they didn't know, or they were kind of sandbagging themselves a little bit. Yeah. And I think that comes with potentially female athletes is just, you know, they, they're, they're almost afraid to shatter the glass ceiling. Like they don't, they truly just don't know what they're capable of. Yeah. And I, I had some young girls um, this spring who had never like really done any trap bar, like deadlifts or anything like that. And so I programmed those and, you know, they're putting on 25s on the side. And I'm like, girl, come on. Like you are like, she's like five ten. like she's a big girl. She's, she's a, a forward. And I've watched her literally push girls over, not girls over on the field. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we need to take that intensity and put it into the weight room. Like, I know you can do that. Yeah. So I kind of held her hand a little bit more. Um, and, and some other younger girls like that, but I had my older girls who I could, I could literally leave the room, leave, leave the facility and mm-hmm. they would do it honestly and, and how I like it. So okay. it just kind of depended. Yeah. And I guess you get a sense of that with everyone, right? It's kind of, get a feel for who, who needs help, who doesn't like there's, there's guys on my baseball team. I'll be honest, guys, I barely coach just cause I know they're going to do what needs to be done hundred percent right. of the time. You know what I'm saying? So yep. now that's awesome. What's, um, what are some things you program for the girls? Um, so like right now I'll have a back squat for them. I love trap bar. Um, and then I do like, I love like split squat, like barbell split squats or front foot elevated, um, a lot of single leg stuff with them. Okay. Um, and then, uh, I like to do like clean complexes with them. Okay. So like I'll have them right now. I think I'm going to have them do like two clean pulls plus two power or uh, power hang power cleans plus two clean power cleans. Um, I, I like doing that stuff with them. They've been really receptive to it. Uh-huh. And then I have them doing like a lot of dumbbell, uh, dumbbell benching, be it flat incline face pulls, like uh, uh, pull ups. They've been loving pull ups as much as they wanted to bitch about it in the beginning yeah uh, a happen. lot of a lot of pulling with them um and like i said upper body work the biggest thing i worked with them work on with them is like core strength and like learning learning how to use the trunk of your body essentially because they were plagued with back injuries like a lot okay. of girls complained of back issues and like a like typical women we tend to have more of that like or dotted curve in the back. And that's just how women are a lot of times. And so fixing that, especially for my taller athletes, you know, you're dealing with, obviously it's not volleyball, but I got some girls that are 5'10", 5'9", so they're taller. And those are the ones that had like the biggest back issues. And so combating that, I was literally went to teaching them how to breathe, Mm -hmm. just using like your diaphragm and not your lungs. Um, And I have, like I do around the world planks almost every day. So like front plank, supine plank, side planks, uh, and a lot of core work. And I, f- I found that that's really helped with them. Um, and knock on wood, like we haven't had any back issues all spring. That's good. And that was a huge thing for them. And just uh, like teaching them how to use breathing and use the trunk of your body while lifting was huge for them. Yeah. Uh, just very basic things like that helped a lot. Uh, and so good. I spent a lot of time doing that. Now, that's awesome. Keeping it basic too. Mm-hmm. You know, I try not to, that's, that's my biggest thing is I'm not here to reinvent the wheel. Like, right. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I exactly. keep things super simple with all my programs. Outside of the core stuff, like a soccer's huge on like GPS and like fitness, they call it. Um, do, do you mm-hmm. guys use like GPS monitors and heart rate monitors or not really? They, we have GPS, um, like GPS trackers. I don't know exactly which ones they are. Okay. Um, but like the last game, they didn't work. So Ooh. yeah, that kind of, that kind of stunk. Um, and our coach has them. Like, I don't, I don't use them. He likes to do all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he's big into the science and things like that. So he kind of looks at all that stuff. That's his thing. Um, that's his thing. Okay. And yeah. So I don't, I don't get that. Um, as far as and we, I don't have heart rate monitors with the girls either. Unfortunately, I wish I had things like that. Um, but it'll be nice. Like at least over the summer where I could kind of monitor like what distances they're running and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but our coach wants to run the man, U fitness test this year. I don't know what it so, is, but I heard of it. 
or it's pretty so intense. basically it basically they run like 2200 yards um okay it, like i'm still kind of trying to like learn it um i was looking at it the other day so the first 10 rounds you run 100 yards and i believe you have uh 45 seconds no you, you have 25 seconds to run it 45 seconds to rest and then after that so your 11th run it's you get uh i believe it's one more second to run one less second to rest or the other way around and then it's like the okay. last two um so once you last two it's oh gosh i can't remember off the top of my head i was just looking at it i had never really heard of it before i've heard of beep tests yo-yo tests yeah this is what he wants to do so i was trying to like figure out what this test is like but basically it's it's a lot of just 100 yard runs yeah yeah. oh yeah is that it from from what i remember i think i never worked with soccer at fordham i love soccer i just never worked with a soccer team go figure but i think they did it and if I'm not mistaken, I think they all did terrible on it. The men's soccer team. <laughs> yeah. I remember I remember talking to my buddy. I'm like, man, Jesus, is it that bad? He's like, oh, it's pretty intense. Like, he's like, and his whole thing was like, should it even be a test for college kids if it's something that like pros, like people who play at like Manchester United is not a BS club. Like, you gotta be like right. legit to go play at man. Like the Christian Ronaldo's playing there and at his age is still playing at a high level. But it's like, can kids that are not or just athletes in general that are not at that high level be suited to complete this test with the time requirements or do you think they should change the time requirements but keep the format of the test i i i mean looking at it it's pretty insane like on paper yeah um, it is <laughs> obviously like i don't even remember it because the times keep changing for each rep but it's 2200 total yards yeah and essentially it's an all-out sprint but i mean how how much are you all out sprinting like 100 yards yeah and i, I believe our, our this is the first year he wanted to do it um he has a he has a lot of background with like professional soccer teams. Okay. Um and he's from South Africa. Like he's he's like a real like like real brainiac type soccer coach. Like he's really good at the X's and O's of soccer. Mm-hmm. Um and so this is what he wants to run this year. And I think he wants to do it instead of they've done beep tests previously. And um I, that's just what he wants to do. So yes, sir. We're we're gonna do it. So now Let's I gotta go prep it. these girls for it. Yeah. So I'm basically running like like small man U tests every week just to mm-hmm. prepare them for like you gotta run and then recover, the run and recover. So I have each like I have one day each week where we're kind of just tempo running like that and yeah. prepping them for it because they gotta run it August first. I think that's the date. It's first or second, something like that. Never They're running the test. Okay. Yep. So how, how often do you train your soccer girls? Like how, like what do you, what do you guys do throughout the weeks? So I'll have them, I'll have them three days a week. Okay. Um, in the spring I had them three days and even when they had practice towards our last few games in the spring, we just went to two days a week with one being a lift and the second being like active recovery and stretch just cause they were getting a little beat up with a small roster and back to back to back games. So, and this summer, I'll have them three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday for an hour and a half. And okay. while we don't have like mandatory hours with the girls, um, this was something that we kind of collectively came up with because they got to work. Um, a lot of these girls are commuting from like down, they live south of Salt Lake. So they live like an hour away. Okay. So this was the best thing we could come up with to make sure I could get as much of my squad here over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um and, and, and I think it'll work. So I'm cool with just three days. So I'll run them and lift them each day. And it was just, it was just kind of marrying everything. Everybody's so far happy with the schedule that we got set. So three days a week, I think, I think it'll be good. <laughs> okay. You, got, you guys lift and run every day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what you got planned out for? So um, the first day of the week will be just kind of like, linear speed acceleration all that kind of stuff and then i'm gonna have a little bit more of a lower body emphasis i'll still do all body or whole body um lower body emphasis and then second day of the week is when i'm running like their distance um, okay. so they're like small menu stuff and then um just mostly like upper body and um some core stuff some stretching mobility and then the third day of the week, I'll do a lot more like kind of change of direction, agility, that kind of stuff. And then 
I, I don't want to say more of an upper or lower emphasis. It's kind of still pretty whole body, but I want it to be a little bit more explosive that day. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'll do my cleans and things like that. And that's gotcha, how okay. I have it planned out. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. Cause this is all hypothetical at this point. Um, but I think what I got going should work knowing a, knowing my girls, knowing what they can do, knowing their schedules. Um, I think this is, this will work and this will be good. Um, and, and thankfully my, the coach has a lot of trust in me to mm-hmm. do all this. So he's let me just kind of do my thing. He's laid out a few things that he really wanted, yeah. um, which is just a lot of conditioning is what he really wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I could still accumulate the volume he wants while still trying to like accomplish what I want. Cause we had someone joke that sometimes it's like watching these girls try to, it's like watching a cruise ship turn around. So trying to combat that. And, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so That's like, gee, like, big, damn, who said that? Man? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember exactly who said it, but it was really funny. It was like with one of my girls and he was like, it's like watching a cruise ship turn around. Oh my God. And I was like, yeah. That's funny. That's exactly what some of these girls look like. So I want to try and address those things. Yeah. We had an, we had ideas too. I think we'll in, like implement more into the season where we'll, we're going to break the girls up into groups. Um, and I'm going to give this to like the coaches where after practice, they'll have certain things to work on. Like certain girls maybe just need to be a little bit faster or certain girls just need to change of direction a little bit more. Some girls just need to get uh, like my younger ones kind of just, mm-hmm. I hate saying this all over stronger, but they do. Um, so we'll break that up and I'm going to introduce that more towards like the end of July as yeah. they go into practice. So those are some things that the coach and I agreed on and came up with. Nice. That's good that he kind of lets you do the running. Cause I know a lot of programs, the coach kind of like, Hey, you guys lift them. We'll run them. You know, it's kind of like, yeah. they take care of like the quote unquote fitness aspect of it. You know, That's he awesome. did over the spring, but I'm like, I, I had a conversation with a lot of co- the, the slew of coaches and I was like, let me let, let me try and take care of this running over the summer. Like I yeah, have yeah. ideas. This is what I want to do. They were on board, and he he said as long as we get them to run the man you test, that's what I care about. I want yeah. them to have to be conditioned to play because some of my girls play ninety minutes. So yeah, that's a lot. I got to make sure that they're ready for that. Yeah, and that's good. And it's good because that coach could just focus on X's and O's and recruiting and you know stuff that he mm-hmm. needs to work. You know, administrative tasks and whatnot. And just worry less about you know running the girls three days a week. That's good. Right. Yeah. So that's it's awesome. been, it's been really nice. I've been very, very fortunate with the coaches I work with. Now that's good. We turned this whole thing into like a soccer episode. It's pretty dope. Never had, <laughs> never had a soccer person on, but let's, let's, let's talk foosball now. A little bit of foosball. That's what I call football okay. now. What, um, how's your transition been? We talked before we started recording. How's your transition been from, you know, power five at Arizona to were you at Southern Utah, right? Southern, Southern Utah? Utah. Yeah. To Weber yeah. state. And now that's kind of like same, like Southern Utah, Weber state, but like, how's the transition been power five to where you're at now? It's, it's different. Um, it's mm-hmm. definitely different. You have a different caliber of athlete. Um, obviously you have different facilities. You have access to less things. Even travel was like a lot different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was, it, but it's been good. It's taught me to work within what you have because mm-hmm. at Arizona, we had access to a lot of things right. and it was like, Oh, you need this. All right, let's, let's make it happen. You know, and, and we had force plates, catapult, Nord boards, um, we had pushed for a while and then we got gym aware. Like we had all this stuff. We had our own weight room. Um, and then I go to an FCS school. So it's still division one, but it was, you know, we have one weight room. We don't right, have right, right. really, we have a jump mat, like that's our technology. Um, yeah. and so working within that was, oh, we have t- t- like lasers, like timing lasers. That's all the technology we have. Right. So you got to make it work. Like, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they still got to play football. So it was, it was good. It was a good transition. I think I also, at a smaller level like this, I got to know the guys a lot better. And maybe that's just because I was interning okay. at a Power 5 and actually coaching at these places. But I feel like I got a lot more personal and got to know these dudes a lot better. And especially in Utah, like, like you get kids who just came off a mission for two years and they were in like, Uruguay or something like that Hmm, and so they've had crazy like crazy life experiences in in these like third world countries living there for two years and then come back here and like learning about things like that from these dudes has been super cool um and you you get transfers a lot of times from big schools and they have to come here and we get a lot of juco transfers and 
a lot of dudes trying to prove themselves or they didn't get that, uh, you know, they didn't get that power five offer or scholarship. So they have, they come here, even the walk-ons at, at places like this, like I've met some badass walk-ons just trying to like take someone's spot and it happens. Yeah. It's cool. Now that's dope. How, how's it been? You're going to be the second person to ask this. Now I, I do work with a woman strength coach who works with football, mm-hmm. but from your personal experience, being an intern, having to develop those relationships and then, you know, be, you know, getting the GA ship and then getting full-time work, you know, how, how has it been a female in like a mostly like it, it's a male sport, obviously. I mean, there is women that mm-hmm. play football, but we don't hear about it as much. It's not marketing. Right. It's, not, it's not, you know, televised or nothing like that, but being a woman in a sport that's mostly dominated by men, um, how, how's that been for you and your, your experiences? Been awesome. I see yeah. no issues with it. I truly believe though, it takes like a certain personality from a woman um where like i walk in and like i command just as much of a presence as my male counterpart okay and like i don't care what's between my legs like i'm still your coach you still respect me as such (laughs) i love it just straight up just just say it straight up (laughs) it's 100 the truth and like i'm not afraid to tell my guys that like yeah i don't i don't care that i'm a woman like i still i still am smart i still know my shit like i can still coach it just because i haven't played the sport doesn't mean i can't doesn't mean I don't a know the sport, yeah. Um, but I can't relate it to the sport or or do the say, try and coach you or say the things I need to say in the weight room and how that translates onto the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I feel like I've done a pretty good job at it. Um, but like I said, it just I'm a very outgoing personality. Um, I I'm can a, tell. Like, no, <laughs> I'm a no bullshitter. Like I'm not, and I'm not afraid to like joke around. Um, at like like. I have thick skin. You could say all kinds of shit and I'll laugh with it, mm-hmm. but that's just, I don't know. That's just me. I also don't believe it's like, um, coach Lowe, um, who's an assistant, uh, D line coach with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. She's been like huge with like women in football. And she talked about how it's not, she doesn't like to believe that's male dominated. Like I'm not, I'm not being dominated by any man around me. Right. Exactly. It yeah. is just more male saturated. And okay, so, that's that's the word I got to start using now. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I I liked that. Okay, why the audio just changed? Sorry, my headphones. Just, <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> I don't know. My headphones just cut out. I'm sorry. No, you're good. But now, um, yeah, I, I think I think you're right. Male saturated should be the word used because I I think I just said male dominated. I'll probably go in there and edit that shit real quick. But <laughs> you're you're okay. But not I mean, that, I said that for a while too, but yeah. it, it made more sense. Male saturated. And, and when I was with Southern Utah, like there was a lot of times where we had like uh, staff meetings and everything. I'm the only, I'm the only female there. A lot of times my director, he had other sports, he had basketball. So male, you know, men's basketball is super demanding. And yeah. I, I was then the face of strength and conditioning for football. And so I took care of a lot of that stuff. And I was the only woman in there. I don't give a fuck. Like I'm still another coach. And I think me putting forth that attitude, you know, the, the guys see it that way too. Mm-hmm. So, no, and it's funny because they all ask me about dating advice too. And like, Oh my God. Like, really? Oh yes. I've had, that's I've funny. had dudes ask me about like, how do I like last year? He's now married to the girl that I was trying to like help him out with. I'll so snap. I Look guess at I you. know what I'm doing. Look at you. Fucking, uh, match made in heaven man you should go work for match.com or something man (laughs) oh god no that's i couldn't do it i'll stick with strength and conditioning (laughs) i'm just kidding um (laughs) do you know sam contorno i know of her you know of her okay i I had her on podcast i spoke with her a few times she's pretty cool she's at maryland now i had her on Mm -hmm. when she was at stanford but um i asked her the same question how is it being a, a woman in football And she basically gave the same answer she's like hey you gotta have this thick skin you gotta have this you know i don't give a fuck attitude you know and Mm-hmm. She, you know guys bought into her and she's tiny she's like five foot one you know but she's a rock star out there at Maryland, yeah. man. so maybe it helps that i'm i'm like five eight like 200 pounds so i'm not like a small woman by any means so i yeah. i but I, she's awesome because you know she has that that presence um this is, she's so cool and she's she's a sports science at maryland too which is awesome yeah now that's good man do you um you do any any like sports science stuff with football like as a program overall or you guys just keep it basic like in the weight room <laughs> pretty basic um okay. we we just got tendos like a couple months ago so how do you we're like using them? those I, I mean i like them well i can't i use gym aware 
So Gym Aware was awesome. Dude, I um, used Gym Aware too. It was like the shit. And then now I got push so bands cool. and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had we had push bands in Arizona and those things like they were cool, but they had issues a lot. Gym they Aware was bad. Yeah, they don't work. They don't work. They're not consistent, the push bands. Right. So I got yeah. a 0.34 um, and a 0.92. What the fuck? This thing ain't working. I know. Yeah. It's been with Tendos, it's been nice. My throwers, um, a lot of times I have them literally write down like their speeds and the weight. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are better at it than others, but with football, it's just, we put them on um, and we have like the, obviously the speeds they want to hit and they just try and, and hit it. Um, we just got Dasher uh, timing gates. So we use those. Um, okay. I've used those at Southern Utah too. I use those with my research um, that I did and I conducted. So I have a little bit more experience with those. Okay. Yeah, they're not ba- they're not bad. But that's kind of all we have here. <laughs> we don't have much. Nah, no, I mean, hey, we don't have much. When we're, we're lucky enough that we got polars and we get the polar data on the guy, but we don't got them yeah. on all the guys. We only got 40 of them, so we spread them out. I get, oh, get more. okay. Yeah, I put more on the skill guys than our big boys, but so right. you you did research with what Dasher? Yeah, so um, let's talk about your masters. research, man. I am such a nerd when it comes to this shit. <laughs> so okay, so I did it to fulfill my masters. Um, okay. And basically, I looked at extreme high volume versus intensity. Okay. And um, sorry, my phone just cut out. I'm having all kinds of technical issues right now. So <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> extreme high volume with um, I did reverse lunges, so unilateral movements, and okay. high intensity movement. So I did a single leg Hatfield squat, and I compared two groups, and I looked at the effects on acceleration, lower body power in a vertical jump and just overall strength. And I did it on, on my football guys or, or my, the Devo group. And, um, I, I listed some pretty cool responses. So in, and I did it in season two. Okay. So basically my high intensity group, they had a very significant increase in lower body power and they had a very significant increase in strength. Okay. My, and, and, no significant changes in acceleration. Okay. There may have been like acceleration went down almost a tiny bit. My high volume group, they had a significant increase in strength, but not as significant as my high intensity group. They had a significant decrease in lower body power and they had um, no significant changes in acceleration, although it was a small like decrease, but it wasn't significant statistically. Mm-hmm. So that's what I looked at. Okay. Are are you like, <laughs> are, you, are you good with stats? No. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'll, oh, I, was about to, I was about to talk to you for another three hours about stats. <laughs> I am so trying to get into statistics. It's like the hardest thing in the world. Cause I like, I've never took a statistic course, but I'm trying to learn via YouTube university right now. Um, I've just been stuff. very lucky. I remember my thesis advisor is like super, he does a lot of, um, research, but it, he's done like physiological research. And okay. so this is the first time he's doing like more strength training based research with me. Um, he's the one that has really guided me through this. Like I've just been looking at the responses and the movements and like loads and intensities and how that truly played into what we got out of it. Yeah, He's been holding my hand, bless his heart through all the statistical avenues of this. <laughs> there you go. Now, did you, um, did you happen to, did, were you able to get like a, uh, like a dynamic effort group within that maximal effort and volume group or, or not really? Not really. Um, okay. I kind of had to keep it, keep it pretty, um, just pretty cut and dry. So basically the okay. way I did it was the, so my diva group, I had them three days a week. The first day was when I would do like my, my research day. So I split the dudes up and I would just tell my high intensity guys, like I, I had like a, I printed out a, a piece of paper and I said, here's your percentages. Here's the numbers I want you to hit, go hit them. Mm-hmm. And then my, my high volume guys, I said, here's the reps you got to do. Here's um, the weights I want you to hold, go do it. Mm-hmm. And I just let them, they, they did some jumping in between both groups um, just so we could get some plyometric work in. That was it. I didn't, I, that was it. Okay. And any change, any changes like- in the vert jump over time or no, you, you didn't really look at the yeah. vert jump. Yeah. So in the vertical, my high intensity group with my split squat hat field, significant changes, increases. Mm-hmm. So they, they jumped yeah. significantly higher. Other group, not really? My, nope. They had decrease in, in vertical power or vertical jump height. 
and so lower body power. That's interesting. What what was your volume? Like what was your rep scheme? Okay, so when I tell you extreme, I mean extreme. Like 25 so, reps, like one by twenties. Um so no. We did I think the heavy the most we went it was like 15 sets. Oh wait. Oh geez. Uh it was like 15 sets of of 12 each. Oh my leg. god. Wow. Like, <laughs> when I say extreme Christ. volume. So you like, yeah, you really got into some like anabolic hormone with the volume. Yeah. Did they gain weight? Um, I'm asking. Uh, I did not. Questions. I did not look at that. Um, okay. We, di- we didn't look at any compositional changes. And my, my so, bad if it feels like I'm, I'm putting you on the spot, but I, I'm like, I'm like thinking of all these questions as you're no, going. And I'm you're, like, no, you're I want to know this. Good. I want to know that. <laughs> I just want to know everything right now. <laughs> no, I, my research is like my baby is I feel like it's like the one really cool thing I'm doing right now. That's awesome. Um, are, are you still doing it or, or. Was that for your um, master's? That was for my master's. So I've completed my master's, but we are looking to publish. So that's awesome. Hoping to publish it. Um, so that way there's nothing on Hatfields. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There really isn't. So this will be one of the first studies to have you utilize actually published Hatfield variations. Do you love Hatfield ex- squats? I do. You, do. you know what's crazy? This is the first time this past fall is the first time I ever programmed it for any one of my, and I programmed it for my baseball guys. First time I ever used it. And I thought it was, I thought it was pretty damn good. Like it increased the hell out of our strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I love it. Um, first time I ever saw it was with coach V at Arizona and he did the split squat. And then, um, we used, um, with the coach I was working with at Southern Utah. And I've just heard so many people talk about him. I mean, you can load the fuck out of the, out of the athlete mm-hmm. without compromising them. And I, I like it. My athletes have always really liked it. So that's where I was like, why don't we, why can't I, there's no data on it. There's none. And yeah. so it's really arbitrary right now. And like, it's, it's all anecdotal, you know, what, yeah. what people say. So I'm trying to put numbers to it. And I'm That's also awesome. trying to look at just like how much volume is too much volume. Cause okay. you know, I think a lot of times we talk about volume and look at volume, but where, where, where is too much? And, and a lot of the research I've read, you know, people always talk about strength endurance and you hit a couple sets of maybe 15 to 20 reps, but what happens if we exceed that? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think I'm, I'm kind of looking at it from a lens of if I can have that much volume in one exercise, what happens if we have that much volume period, Right. what, what will it do? And it doesn't work. It's not good. You will yeah. get stronger, but you will not I have more will. power. <laughs> I bet you will. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I've never I've never exceeded that many reps um, personally for myself or for my athletes. I don't think I ever programmed when I was naive, a younger strength coach. I would program, you know, like a three by 10 or a four by 12, whatever the case is. But mm-hmm. like the last like eight years, like I've really never gone past six reps for my power mm-hmm. guys. I'll just add a fucking tempo to get you to 45 seconds within a set and we'll grow muscle that way. Just because stuff I've read. Yeah. I don't know if you read the same stuff or what research you've been reading off um, recently, but like most of the stuff I read was like. You'll get your muscle gain when you're, you know, 40 to 45 seconds deep in a, in one set of just, mm-hmm. you know, m- tearing up a muscle. And then if you're a type two athlete, you're not going to beat down your mice and heavy chains um, if you don't exceed past that six or maybe eight reps for some cases. But um, I've never gone beyond six over the last, like, I want to say eight years of my coaching career. And it, like, if we do like our C block stuff, like you said, your accessory stuff, yeah, we're getting 10, 12, 15 reps on some stuff, you know, right? Um, just to you know, tag some volume up. So I don't know if you've seen that as well, or, you know, if that's, you know, what, what's your thought process behind volume and how you kind of target it with specific athletes? I mean, I, I personally kind of program a lot more similar to you. Um, there will be times where like, and, and, and even doing this research, I've realized like, it's okay to have higher volume. I think mm-hmm. you just have to be smarter with it. Like it can't happen all the time. Um, right, right, right. Okay. Athlete dependent. Like I'm not going to have my throwers do tens, but maybe I'll have like, like I'm going to have some of my jumpers or my soccer girls like do back squat tens um, when it's appropriate, of course. Mm-hmm. But like I've heard so many things and I've seen things about athletes lunging for yards and like distance and lunging. And that was kind of what really sparked why you know your experimental approach as to why you did this mm-hmm. and it would just ask me like how like where where's the cap on volume because there's there's no talk on exceeding in way too much volume and and I, I remember like before I did this research 
um, I was on TikTok and I saw someone talking about like in bodybuilding, mm-hmm. where the muscle gains come from. Is it truly through, is it through the reps you do in the set, the amount of sets you do, or how many times you hit that muscle group in a week? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and it, it rise questions out of me. Like, where is this volume coming into place? Because there are times for a heavy volume, but how do we do that? Is it reps? Right. Is it sets? Is it um, certain movements? That's, uh, there's still so many questions yeah. unanswered about volume. And I ran into that with this, with my research and like trying to write is there's, there's just not enough. There's a lot on um, power lifting and Olympic weightlifting and lo- like high intensity but as far as where, where is that ceiling on volume and in regards to a power athlete, like a football player, because mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff I read was on like kayakers and yeah, that um, stuff doesn't really distance relate. runners, soccer players. Um, it's handball. not, yeah, I see a lot it, of handball. handball. Yeah. I see, I see a lot I, of research I, I on like handball and I'm like, what the hell? Is oh, this? Not- yes, yes, yes. I have seen a bunch of stuff on the hand. Yes. Interesting. Um, never really would have thought of that one, but. But when I read some about kayakers, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, but like putting it in the terms of a sport that is a lot more anaerobic than aerobic, like where's too much volume and mm-hmm. what happens if we exceed that? So I, that was what I, I looked at. <laughs> now you got me thinking, I'm going to ask you a million questions. So like when you do, when you do exceed it, obviously you get, you know, tissue breakdown and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. I know Andrea Hudy had something years ago about how, when she was at, um, I don't know if she was at Kansas or Texas at the time, but it was a couple of years ago, not too long ago, but she was talking about how she does her high volume work, like her sets of eights and tens mm-hmm. on a Monday to stimulate an analo- uh, anabolic response and to get your growth hormone kicked in early in the week. Now we're getting d- deep down a fucking rabbit hole now, Katie. So yeah, <laughs> if I'm, if I'm, if I'm talking good. too crazy, just disconnect, turn the shit off. But um, <laughs> do you think, do you think that stuff also works with like stuff that I want to do, like tempos, um, four sets of six, you know, five sets of eight type of deal with, with, with a heavy tempo, like a six second eccentric, two second ISO at the bottom. Or do you think you don't get that response if you're having a tempo, like you need like repetitions and movement? I think it's, I mean, it's such that's a, a, that's a, a crazy one, right? Like when you think about it, it's a, what, what are we eliciting here? Like, mm-hmm. what are we trying to get? And I think like you said, you can, you can get the volume through tempo and all that, but I, I, and, and maybe I haven't read enough research about this, like as far as the physiology of it, but I, I, and I could be wrong. I don't think you get the same hormonal response okay. as you do from like repetitions and sets. Just movement Again, and reps, I, yeah. I could be wrong, but this, that's a little bit more outside the scope of my research is the physiological effects of it. This, I was more just looking at like strength and power and acceleration. Mm-hmm. Um, I unfortunately, if I could look at like horm- like hormone concentrations and all that kind of stuff, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't have, I didn't have access to that. Um, and I kind of had to pick and choose what I really wanted to work on. Yeah. You couldn't but, get too deep in a rabbit hole and be like, Hey, we're going to do everything here. You know? Yeah. Um, so as far as in my, like from what I've read and what I know, I, I think it's truly doing two different things. Um, but yeah, <laughs> if that makes sense. No, that's great stuff. No, I love it. I love research. I love just, you know, stuff that you did um, hearing about it. And it's like, okay, just brings up more questions on my end to see, yeah. hey, maybe I need to start doing a little bit more this type of work. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, let, let's mm-hmm. let's get away from what I've been doing. Let's let's tap into something else. And just hearing what you did, it's kind of like, all right, like I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer. And I tell you know some of my staff, I'm like, hey, look, our research is our kids are our research tools. You know, we should be able to right. do something with our athletes and say, okay, does it work? Doesn't it work? Anything could work, obviously, but long-term mm-hmm. athletic development, long-term two years, two and a half years at, at the FCS level, FBS level, kids might go in a year basketball wise, you know, football, yeah. you get them for two and a half, maybe three and out of there, right? Football guy at this level, we can keep it for four, maybe five years, six with mm-hmm. a COVID year, you know, do way more yeah. <laughs> deeper dives. Yeah, I know COVID fucked everything up. They're on their second master's degree at that point. I know. It's like, it's funny because last year I was like, man, we got a professional football team. Kids like 23, 24. <laughs> what the hell are we doing out here? Well, but, the funny thing is out here in Utah, that's average is like 23, 24. Is it really? Because, because they come off of missions. That's why the so, breaks over everybody in the trenches. I, I maybe. Defensive, defensive like, line can't get through the, <laughs> through the offensive line. Yeah, because he's Utah. 27 years old. 
<laughs> like that's I had hilarious. a 28 year old athlete last year, like my age. And that's cause he, he had a red shirt. He had a medical red shirt. He went on a mission and he had a COVID year. So he, he literally had every so like year five you could years. possibly have. And he had mm-hmm. five years on reserve. Jeez. Yeah. So, and men go on missions for two years. So okay. there's two years, like you, they can come and play football for a year or two and then go on their mission for two years and then come back and their scholarship okay. will still be honored. That's, 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 that's pretty dope. At least you got the scholarship. Oh, that's how, yeah. Uh, or walk on or whatever. Like, uh, so we, our population's a little bit older athletically mm-hmm. in Utah than it is okay. everywhere else. I didn't know that. And thanks for sharing the information. So now, now the world knows or whoever it's, it's really, I, I didn't fucking know until I got here. I was like, why are you 24 and a freshman? Yeah. 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 This like, doesn't make sense. You know what I was doing at 24, dude, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. No, these, and they're freshmen in college and they're like, well, I was just in uh, Argentina for two years. That's dope. At least they traveling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. All right, coach. Yeah. Well, listen to, to wrap things up. I always like to ask my guests. Um, one last question. Now, if you were in a strength mm-hmm. coach and you can't say teacher, you can't say chef, you can't say uh-uh. some other crap related to the field. If you were in a strength coach, what else would you be doing in life? Um, okay. So this is probably like really, you probably wouldn't expect this. Um, I'm such a girly girl. And honestly, like if I wasn't strength coaching, I would want to pursue makeup and like content right. creating makeup, like to being a professional makeup artist. Like I, it's like the only creative thing I can do is makeup. <laughs> I'm not wearing, I'm not wearing any right now because I was coaching, but like outside I love makeup. Like that's my, awesome. my Instagram that, and TikTok awesome is hear. all like strength and conditioning and then makeup. And <laughs> so then like, I had to put on some uh, eyeshadow and stuff, right? <laughs> oh yeah. But like, re- like crazy makeup looks like all that kind of stuff. That's what I would love to do. That's awesome. More but, like in the model sector, in the bridal sector, or where, where do you, where are you thinking here? Cause makeup's all over the world, man. Like, I know. Well, the money is in like, like if you're a makeup artist, like, uh-huh. like bridal, um, prom, all that, like events, that kind of stuff, um, okay. to like makeup for like models and that, that it's a little bit different. Um, yeah. cause you deal with like cameras. So certain, certain makeups have flashback depending on the camera you use where, like if a bridal makeup is going to a look is a little bit different. Um, but just like content creating too, and just like trying out different makeup looks, trying out different products, like seeing how they work, educating people on different products. And, um, cause skin is very complex. So like learning what products work for you, for your skin, the shape of your eyes, the shape of your face, like how do you like, you could literally change the shape of your face just by makeup. makeup yeah. I've yep. seen I've seen people on Instagram. I'm like I've watched the videos. And I'm like, what the hell, this woman look completely different with makeup on with them without Isn't makeup it so on. Like, cool? whoa, it's two different people. Yeah, it's so cool. It's dope. That's dope though, that you're into that stuff to kind of get you like an outlet to like get away from like your career and like your personal yeah. reality of like coaching and stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah, people, like I said, it's, it's the only creative thing I'm good at. <laughs> yeah, because some people ask this question too, like, oh, you know, I'd be a chef and I was into nutrition. I'm like, that's boring. Like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> like I, I, w- I would be either on like, like Nat Geo, like, like studying animal behavior, like an astronaut. Mm-hmm. I'd be one of those two or, or a fugitive running from the feds. I don't know what I'd be doing. Something, <laughs> something different, you know, but yeah. hey, listen, I appreciate you getting on. This was fun. This was a great conversation. We dove into a lot of stuff and got into a research rabbit hole. I love getting into those. Yeah, I, I, this was a lot of fun. So I, I seriously appreciate you reaching out to me and, and having me be on here. Nah, no doubt. And I appreciate you getting on. We definitely got to stay in touch and do this again. Yes, for sure. I would love to.